0: It is time for another Amateur's Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello, and welcome to a short, sharp, and shiny version of the Sunday Rap Podcast. Uh, It's me, Mark. I'm here solo today, and... uh... We're actually recording Monday afternoon. We've got another pod coming tomorrow, but I just thought I'd uh, rip through and give you guys a little bit of content in the uh, following from Magic Round. So obviously been away, had my wedding on Saturday, missed a couple of the games, caught some of the other games. I've I've caught up a little bit. So um, this may or may not be uh, (laughs) complete information, but we'll uh, we'll see how we go. Uh, Just trying to get some content out for you guys uh, heading into round 11. Uh, so we started off with the Bulldogs narrowly going down to the Raiders, 34-30. Um, notes from this game, Jacob Preston, two tries. Uh, a lot of people looked at selling him this week with the high break even, which he just made a little bit of cash. So only 55 running metres, but a 60 average. Uh, obviously not expecting that to continue going into this week. They do come up against the Warriors, so sort of I guess it's an average matchup. Uh, but he's somebody you can either hold or move on from. Um, well, you know, 41 break even makes that much less urgent. Uh, Corey Horsbro with a nice score, 56 in 62 minutes. Uh, could have come back on, but I think the, uh, you know, the the big minutes are sort of caught up and, and he was massive through this game. So he's been a great buy, he was a great buy this week for anyone that jumped on. Uh, Hudson Young also another great score with another try. Uh, Hayes Perum, nice score. Joe Tarpany, a little bit of a bounce back in terms of minutes at 53. Um, You know, that's that's trending in the right direction for me. Uh, And that's definitely one to keep an eye on if they continue down this path of the uh, double low minute forward on the bench with Mariota and Solo both playing, you know, 20 and 15 minutes respectively. So, and I mean, even Tom Starling only played 25 minutes in this one. Uh, it's really interesting to see if that continues. But if they go with this bench again, uh, maybe Tarpani owners might get a little bit more confidence. Uh, obviously, he is a 58 break even, so no rush. But he's one to keep an eye on for those that uh, don't have and, and you know aren't too emotionally damaged by him. Uh, outside of that, Pangai, kind of a low-minute game, only 44 minutes in this one. Probably would have wanted to see a little bit more out of him. Ram, Fatala, Mariner, also a low score, low PPM. Uh, we highlighted that on the episode last week, so hopefully you didn't uh, over-commit to that on there. Carla uh, Lapu, only a 20, uh, so he's not getting away in price for anyone that looked at him. Uh, I, I was sort of not really that keen on him last week. I know we, you know, we recommended to do a few people to jump on, but um, I really want to see a half playing 80 minutes before I jump on. Uh, moving on to the second game, the Broncos absolutely dispatched of Manly. Uh, Selwyn Cobo top scores here, 69. Nice points with a hat-trick. Uh, Deli Cherry Evans, Amole also good scores. Reese Walsh, good score. Pat Carrigan, another 50-plus, even though he only played 55 minutes. Uh, Payne Haas with a 50, and at this point I was really happy about selling him to Nico Hines, uh, although uh, that seems to maybe, you know, I mean, it was great last week and then and this week not so good. Uh, Tom Trevojevic, another fairly poor score, and, and, you know, his price is just absolutely going through the floor at the moment. He's going to be sub 500 k this week. Uh, It'd be great to see if he can turn it around at some point and become a buy, but at this stage, he's a a hard avoid. Also, Kelma, to a lungy, only 15 points in 80 minutes. Uh, Yeah, that's just absolutely disgraceful. So hopefully no one sort of jumped on there. He is one to keep an eye on as a potential increaser later um, because there was some value there, but, I mean, not not immediately after a performance like that. Um, Yeah, that's probably it for that one. Uh, The Waz come up against the uh, Panthers, and I missed all of this. So I was busy saying I do. Nathan Cleary, 92 points without a try. is absolutely massive, particularly when you consider he also had eight missed tackles through this one, took the goal kicking back. Uh, For anyone that moved... Him to Nico Hines, you'd just be absolutely kicking yourself. So, hopefully, none of our uh, followers did that because we specifically told you not to. Uh, outside of that, uh, Torhu Harris is back to the big minute games, 80 minutes, 64 points. He looks like a really fantastic buy for overall and head to head coaches uh, as, as a value. Isaiah Yo, another good score. Sean Johnson, 67 trialless against the Panthers, 841 kick meters. That's just absolutely fantastic. And hopefully you didn't sell him for Nico Hines either. So I guess, you know, (laughs) moral of the story here, guys, is if you were selling somebody that was already a gun to Nico Hines, you probably got a worse score and wasted money doing it this week. So keep that in the memory banks for the future. Uh, Fisher Harris had a low minutes game, but good PPM went off after only 40 minutes. Uh, It seems like he got a early shower with about 12 minutes to go. So he would have played 52 or so minutes, I think, had it not been for that uh, with the uh, Warriors sort of not really looking to mount a comeback. He uh, he got an early break. Jackson Ford, a disappointing score. Um, I'm, I'm actually looking at moving on from him this week, but I don't think he's an urgent sell, assuming that he lines up uh, next week. If he doesn't line up, he then would become a much more urgent sell being that they also have the round 12 buy as well. And then, uh, you know, disappointing stuff from Sonny Luke and uh, Bunty Far a little bit better. So hopefully if you were choosing between one of those two Warriors guys, you followed me on the Bunty, uh, even though I didn't jump on him personally. Oh, and Zach Hosking, good score as well. Uh, 65 in 69 minutes, although I see he got zero. Absolutely no demerits, And also he went off and then came back on in the last eight minutes for... Tyrone Peachy. I don't actually know what happened there, but I assume that's not going to be a regular thing, meaning that he would have only played the 60 minutes, which is not something we're looking for from a keeper edge back rowers. So obviously another one of those guys who's not an urgent sell. He's made great money. 47 break even. You can hang on to him for another week. Uh, But he seems to me like somebody who's probably not going to be a keeper, even though he's averaging 60 at the moment, which seems silly. Moving on to the Sharks and the Dolphins. The Dolphins just absolutely ambush the Sharks here. Uh, We sort of got through the photos and got to the ceremony, and the first thing I did was check the score. And um, 30-0, crazy stuff. Um, Dolphins, massive here. Valance to Faray, big performance. And, you know, he's going to be one that's going to be really hard to justify not bringing him back after the bye. Uh, So that's one where I think you really want to take a week and the Dolphins are really going to have to, to have make some tough decisions through their buy here and come out the other side as to whether they stick with Valence or go back to uh, uh, Branko Lee. Uh, outside of that, Connolly Lemuelu, another keeper, massive score in the centres uh, for his managers. Isaiah Couture, 46 with a try. He's getting that price really moving then. Uh, obviously, Ryan was sort of flagging him as a potential sell uh, in this buy here, but with a 15 break-even, uh, I think he's one that you should be holding through the bye as, as is Lemuelo. We uh, see the big news from this game. Uh, McKinnis, big score for those that, that have him. It's with Matik Wilton, but the big news is uh, Nico Hines only dishing up a 37 points. Uh, seems like the kick meters are way down in this one. I suppose that's because they didn't really have the ball. Um, I see here that uh, the next highest shark was Moylan with 92. So I think this is just a possession thing. Run meters were there. All the base stats were there, just no try involvements and, and you know, down a bit. So, I mean, this will happen from time to time. Uh, I wouldn't be scared of him, although it is going to present an interesting conundrum for those of us who have both Cleary and Nico this week as to which way we decide to go with the captaincy. Uh, also, Cody Nicorima putting up a good score as well. Hammer, he's one you can absolutely sell uh, into the buy. He's at Back to back bad scores with a try. Uh, he's obviously you know come back to his low scoring, and I mean if he manages to turn turn into something that's not that later on, then then have a look at him. Uh, South versus the Storm. This game is really low scoring for fantasy with only two guys going over fifty with Munster and Harry Grant. Normally you get some random scrub go over fifty at some point. Uh, so yeah, it was interesting to see that he that this game was just really poor for fantasy uh, overall. Uh, Josh King, fine. I don't think seems like many people. Six point three percent, still pretty high. Uh, Damian Cook, a poor score. Jacob Host gets a try and and in a forty and gets his price moving. He's going to come in with a twenty four break even this week now. I think so. Uh, that should that should get him moving in the right direction. Cam Murray, just absolutely killing his owners with a twenty nine there. He now has a break even of eighty six. He's an urgent sell, I think. And um, you know I've know I've been saying to hold and hold and hold. But uh, you know, it just seems like he's he's not getting the job done. He's you know, he just doesn't have the the sting the sting in his runs. You know, he's no only one tackle blast, no offloads, some demerits, no try involvements. Uh, he just seems a bit poor. And and I mean, Ellie Kato's, Katoa the other one only twenty five points in eighty minutes, really disappointing there. Um, so yeah, that's that's it here. See Harry Grant and Munster, the only fifty-plus scorers. Liere is still doing a job for his managers. Still got a thirty-one break-even. He's a hold uh, through the, uh, you know, you he, he probably even through round thirteen, depending on how he goes next week. Now these games I did see. Uh, Jack DeBellin, top scores for the Dragons up against the Tigers, massive seventy-two points and seventy-four minutes, fifty-three tackles and one hundred and forty minutes. Just an absolute base monster. Uh, Jack Bird. Uh, actually played reduced minutes, only 54 minutes in this one. Still enough for him to pump out of 50. Lots of tackles. Uh, this game, was the ball was just in play a fair bit here. And, um, yeah, no, it was it a was good fantasy game here. So, you know, in contrast, we've got almost 10 players with 50-plus fantasy scores, not including Luke Brooks, who got 49. Uh, and during Buller, 46, also another really good score. Now, one to keep an eye on here is going to be Ben Hunt, who shared. Uh, he spent 30 minutes or so at halfback before... Uh, Jaden Sullivan came on and played the final 55 minutes or so and just absolutely lit it up with two tries. Uh, But Ben Hunt, he was one who was just an absolute weapon in that hybrid half-hooker role uh, in years gone by. Um, So he's going to be one to keep an eye on. Obviously, he's going to play Origin, which sucks. But, you know, if he picks up a half-hooker duel and drops a little bit of cash off a 63 break even this week, he's going to be really interesting. Um that's probably it. Tommy Tilaar poor score. Tyrell Sloan, poor score. You can move on from both of those guys pretty quickly because Sloane's going to just start shedding cash now uh, off a, a fairly high break even. I want to keep an eye on David Klemmer here. He's got a second fifty plus score in a row, and he's a really interesting one over the buy periods. Uh, as the Tigers look to get better, he's getting better. Uh, which is, you know, that makes sense. More ball and play, more opportunity for run meters, offloads, things like that. Also keep an eye on Isaiah Papali'i who has shed 142000 off his price now. Uh, he is really, really interesting, appetizing buy uh, for, for those, for both head-to-head and overall coaches. Uh, obviously two low scores before another 50-plus, but previous to that he had five scores. First five in a row was over 50, so... He's only got the one try for the year. He will come good and play better as the Tigers play better. And, um, yeah, he's a, he's an absolute screaming, you know, value. 71 break even, so not urgent to do it this week. Uh, but um, I guess the question becomes for this game is, can is it still, you know, is it not too late to buy Jack Bird? Uh, not Jack Bird, Jack DeBellin uh, with a 22 break even, 72 score. You know, he's a danger of making the origin team if he keeps his form up. Uh, for those that have him, obviously I'd be obviously not doing anything, <laughs> doing anything with him. You're holding him. He's made almost 100k for me so far in the three weeks. Um, but for those that uh, that don't have him, you know, there's a number of other guys, your Corey Horsburghs and and such uh, that that are options. But I, I certainly won't talk you out of buying him after he's absolutely got great guns for a while now. Cowboys juggernaut take down the Roosters in the rain, mud pit, pig pen. Uh, Reuben Cotter top scores here with a 70 points in 69 minutes with a try. Uh, just absolutely everywhere. You know, five tackle bars, got a turnover tackle as well. Good base stats, almost 50 in base even without the uh, the attacking stats. So he looks a great option. And I mean, I was sort of thinking that he was probably going to be playing himself out of origin, but that was just a, a textbook Reuben Cotter performance. Uh, from him there and, and he looked absolutely fantastic. So he's one you can buy this week if you're looking for a great option, you know, in lieu of a Jack DeBellon, I think they're probably fairly similar chances of making Origin if I'm if I'm being honest with the uh the depth of Queensland stocks. Uh but also B- Billy Smith comes back with a vengeance. He has 62 points and center in his first game of the year, eight tackle busts, 180 meters, 24 tackles, was really, really busy. Um, and he looks to be a really interesting cash cow option this week. If you're looking to spend money on a center, I know for myself, I've got Manu, Lamuelu, and Jack Bird. So maybe I'm not, but, you know, who knows? Uh, Also, Reese Robson, another 50-plus score here. Brandon Smith, 50-plus score. Manu with a 50. Tedesco, sort of a quiet 40, 45. He sort of being fairly unimpressive at the moment, but still managing to accrue, like, reasonable scores. Um, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, what people do with him through the buy period, being that he's not the gun that he has been in previous years uh, or hasn't been so far. And Scott Drinkwater, also a pretty good score. You know, at the outside backs, I think anyone that got 40-plus in this mud pit, uh, for especially an outside back, you know, your Billy Smith, Tedesco, Manu, these types of guys, I think you, you have to take that every day of the week. Um Kyle Felt, also a pretty good score without a try for anyone that jumped on him as a, as a cheap option. Uh, that's probably it. Suali, another poor score. Well, he really has been bad this year. He's definitely a winger and not a center. So um, what I'm hoping is they work that out and move him back to the wing and, and Billy Smith stays on that center spot permanently because he could be a really nice cash maker for anyone looking there. Uh, Helam Lukey, also pretty disappointing in his first game back. Didn't really suit him. Uh, Even though he played 55 minutes, it's not really his go. He's a dry weather, you know, attacking style player, not a base accumulator. So, yeah, good good stuff here all all around. Most of my fantasy options did really well here. And the last game here, uh, the Titans get the Eels. uh, You know, close game here, but the Titans get the chocolates. The Titans have been absolutely fantastic. All of their outside backs scored really, really well here. Um, And, you know, this is a really interesting Team for fantasy at the moment for Fida and, and Tino massive score Madison puts up a big score T- Tanner Boyd looks like a keeper at the moment um, Dylan Brown he's going to get uh, Mitch Moses Mosesless game next week so you know anyone looking for cover in the halves through the Origin period he's a he's a fantastic option uh, and I'm sure we'll we'll sort of talk more about him. Uh, Andrew Davy with a good score with a try even as well for anyone looking for somebody sort of cheap edge cover type you know deal how did Bailey Simmonson get that many points without a try He got two tries assists okay um and then yeah that's that's probably it Jaden Campbell a bit disappointing compared to what you would have been hoping for from him uh, Kieran foreign and two try 38 as a half that's pretty shocking uh, Mitch Moses another down score so I mean he is gonna be missing uh round 11 and then he'll be back for round 12 more than likely uh, with a you know 60 plus break even and and moving into a a nice little value area for those looking for a value we're in McGreg pretty poor score there uh, as is uh, Hayes Dunster and a couple of other other cheapies down the bottom here Cardi Party pretty good score considering the low minutes as well Um, so yeah just a little bit of an update I am currently sitting 23rd overall I've got uh, team value of about 13.4 million uh, looking to make a uh, limited amount of moves this week being that my, my team sort of set up pretty well um, hanging on to Catoa and lemoello through the buys and looking forward to a big Tuesday podcast tomorrow with the boys so I'll be uh, recording from sunny Townsville uh, if anyone lives in Townsville and wants to catch up for a beer or something like that I'm here for a another couple of days yet so just you know shoot me a message uh, if you want on the on the socials uh, otherwise we will talk to you for the, the podcast tomorrow just get your questions in as normal and we'll uh, we'll talk to you then love you guys.